Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. But be the man. You gotta beat the man. Ooh, yeah. You got something to Welcome back to another edition of Guys Nation Wrestling Podcast, the first edition of the 2014 year. I'm your host, John, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Rob. It doesn't matter what year it is. Indeed, although it's going to be epic, according to Triple H, on his weekly spot with Michael Cole. How can you and, not uh, what he's saying? <laughs> well, so far they've set themselves up to potentially have an epic year. Uh, a lot of returning superstars that we haven't seen in a little bit. Potential for other legends to come back and uh, grace, grace us with their presence. Uh, no longer required to show up to TNA, so I guess they can show up here now. <laughs> uh, but if you want to uh, give us some feedback, we're going to go through what we see being the uh, WrestleMania card, at least at the moment, where we kind of see them being able to work all these superstars into storylines. Um, we've got a list of like 10 matches that we're looking at. We'll go over most of them. And uh, if you want to give us feedback, it's GN Wrestling on the Twitter. Yep. And we've got, uh, as always, we've got on Facebook, the Guys Nation Wrestling interface. Shouldn't be hard to find. And if you don't find us there, you can find us at Guys Nation on Facebook. And uh, I, I think we've got a pretty interesting card set up, and it's not necessarily what we would book if, if it were up to us. This is basically uh, John and I looking at what's currently going on, what some of the signs are, and trying to figure out what we think they're going to do. Yeah. You know, we have, I don't know, maybe 10% of the information we need. So it wouldn't shock me if every single match we're about to say doesn't happen. But... Uh, I think with the information we have at hand right now, kind of what we know about how they view certain guys, uh, the fact that they want to make this a big show, uh, I think we're probably on the right track with a few of them at least. Yeah, I'd say with a lot now, of them. We decided. Yeah. Yeah, with well, with a lot of, with a lot of them, we, we're probably better than fifty percent uh, odds of it happening. So. Yeah, yeah, I think probably. Uh, some of them, I'm worrying. I worry that it's with four months to go. Uh, just too much can happen and, and kind of change what we see right now. But we decided that the biggest deal, or kind of the the one domino that when it falls affects everything else, is going to be the opponent for the Undertaker. Uh, we both kind of agree that. You know, as far as we know, he's going to show up and he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's kind of an assumption you have to you have to consider straight off because you got to make the Undertaker uh, in a match with a guy who can carry the action. You have to get an opponent who is 
a high-profile guy as much as a lot of people would like to see him against Dolph Ziggler. It's just not very realistic at this point. And then you have to kind of consider there has to be somebody that uh, you're pretty sure could beat Undertaker because you have to have the drama there of whether or not the streak is going to end. So, <clears throat> Yeah, and so we had a list of, uh, of guys that make sense based on that criteria. Um, first and foremost, I think a lot of people have thought for some years now, ever since they ran into each other at a UFC event, that Brock Lesnar would be a good choice. Um, what, I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I, personally, I, I think that would be a great match. Um, you know, they clearly don't like each other. We haven't really seen the two of them on a big stage, certainly not recently. I, I'm sure they crossed paths once or twice, you know, back in the early 2000s. But Yeah, this, this is the one where if it happens, I won't be surprised because they've... They've certainly uh, laid some of the groundwork for it. You know, uh, Undertaker along the way has moved some of his offense more along the lines of mixed martial arts. He's added a couple of submission holds. He uh, he works more in a striking. Um, and yeah, just like you had mentioned, they did have that run-in where Lesnar passed him in the crowd at some UFC event and. They kind of look at each other, and Taker's like, are we going to do this? And Lesnar kind of looks at him and then just walks off. And there's a lot of speculation that this match would have happened in previous years, but uh, for one reason or another, maybe Triple H being the reason, or maybe contract, whatever. Yeah, I feel like if I'm the Undertaker, what, what do I have to gain from having this match? And can I trust Lesnar, you know? Right. I mean, Undertaker's going to be 50 this year, I think, or pretty close. Yeah, he's getting uh, up there. So, and Lesnar, you know, he's never been the uh, he's never been the softest of workers. Uh, so, you know, Undertaker might be thinking long term. He's like, eh, I don't really need to risk injury just to have a match with this guy. Right. And I, I, the thing that I look at is. What, what's the quality of this match going to be if they do have it? Because Lesnar's not a week-to-week guy. You know, I'm not going to say he's rusty in the ring. I mean, he certainly does, you know, gives better performances than a lot of guys, but he certainly, you know, probably needs a little bit of time to warm back up. He's been out for a little bit. and Of course, The Undertaker... Probably, although, you know, he, certain, he looked uh, as cut and as in shape as, as he's been since he came back on Monday. Yeah, and I, I don't want to say that he's out of shape. I mean, he could be in no. the best shape of his life, but, I mean, you saw The Rock was in great shape when he was fighting Cena, those WrestleManias, and when he was fighting at Royal Rumble, but um, from everything we heard, you know, The Rock was spending tons of time with guys like Curtis Axel and, uh, oh, what's the guy's name, uh, Kurt Hawkins, um, you know, practicing having you know having matches um, to get warmed up, and uh, I, that's not something I see Lesnar doing, and I certainly don't see Undertaker doing that. No. Uh, so, yeah. So we, uh, you know, Lesnar is an obvious possibility. We're not really seeing that. Um, a couple of the other options that we've we're not going to go with uh, Randy Orton, right. and I think. We'll, you know, 
I do think that'd be a good match, uh, even though we've seen it before. Um, you know, Orton's at the top of this game right now. Uh, he could he could carry it in the way that we think it needs to be done by whoever the opponent is. But he's got the title now. He's the undisputed champion, <clears throat> and we're both leaning towards the idea that Orton's not going to be losing that title at the Rumble, um, which would mean Undertaker would probably have to challenge him for the title, and that just doesn't seem realistic. Right, and and two other thoughts that uh, that come into play with both of those. Um, if you get Undertaker involved with Randy Orton, you're getting him involved with this angle with the authority, and whether or not Randy Orton has the championship, he still essentially um, kind of matches up with the authority, and that's not a short-term angle that you just want to start. And uh, so there's that. Um, you know, you also, if Randy Orton does still have the title, you certainly don't expect Undertaker's going to be back to defend the title every month and show up on Raw every week. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a matter of how are things going to be built up beforehand and where does it leave things afterwards. And this is something that you brought up when we were discussing this earlier, is uh, certainly with, with Lesnar, it's, it's a similar deal where if you have Lesnar against Undertaker then that's two years in a row where you've got Paul Heyman doing a lot of the talking going against The Undertaker. Yeah. And so it's like you have to kind of consider what's going to happen in the buildup of these matches and what's going to be the fallout. And those are two situations I just don't think you want to get Undertaker into. Yeah, absolutely. And further, as far as the title goes, um, while I think a lot of people would be excited at the prospect of Undertaker having a shot at it, it doesn't really make sense for business because you don't need to have a title involved in his match for it to be a co-main event. Oh, right, you know, yeah. The streak itself is big enough. Uh, they wouldn't want to waste two huge matches potentially and just throw the title into this and have only one huge match. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, either way you slice it, it doesn't seem likely that Orton's going to be the opponent. The other guy that, uh, you know, I don't think we'd be shocked, but right now we're not leaning towards picking him is Daniel Bryan. Um, and simply because, you know, he's got his own thing going on right now with the Wyatts. A very crazy ending to Raw there where he decides to join them. Uh, this could easily run towards WrestleMania. I mean, he was involved with the authority from uh, SummerSlam in August all the way up until now, mostly. Uh, so to see him continue the Wyatts for another couple of months, that's, that wouldn't be a shock. Right. Now, the flip side of that, I think you mentioned earlier, you could see uh, the Wyatts directing Daniel Bryan to go after The Undertaker. Right. Right, and I think that could be an intriguing storyline, but, you know, in terms of fantasy booking, what we would like to see or what could be really interesting, that's where we could start discussing things like that. Um, but... You know, when you and I were discussing this, the point came up that, you know, it's it's still too early. I mean, there's there's been one, you know, one segment where Daniel Bryan finally decides to go with the Wyatt family, and we don't know where this is leading. So it's a huge stretch of the imagination to say, oh, this is going to lead him into a fight with The Undertaker. I mean, yeah. it certainly could. 
But is it likely? Probably not. And we could easily see the the entire Wyatt thing wrapped up by the Royal Rumble, you know? I mean, it could be just Daniel Bryan's way of attacking them from the inside. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> so for right now, Daniel Bryan's just in too much of a question mark period uh, for us to feel comfortable picking him to go against The Undertaker, although he does fit the bill of a legitimate threat that can carry the match. Uh, so, you know, maybe they go that way. But the guy that we ultimately decided on, uh, and this, you know, this is outside of some other big names, uh, um, I think we're leaning towards John Cena. Yep, and this is something that uh, I had heard people mention kind of last year or the year before, kind of before uh, we had the idea that Cena would be facing Rock. And it's almost something where people speculate that, you know, oh, is the Undertaker's streak ever going to be broken? Who's going to be the one to break it? And people speculate often out of fear that it's going to be John Cena. Because yeah. a lot of them don't want to see John Cena win, and uh, a lot of them are afraid that that's where WWE's going to go. Yeah, and I certainly understand that, you know, there's some fear with, with having... Uh, Cena be the guy to face him because he doesn't lose. Uh, but you know we've seen him we've seen him lose a couple times lately. Um, he put over Daniel Bryan cleanly, yeah. and Daniel Bryan's not even close to the Undertaker's level. So there wouldn't necessarily be any ego involved where he doesn't want to lose to the Undertaker. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, as far as him being the guy to snap the streak, yeah. That's that's a big fear. You wouldn't really want that to happen. Um, so, you know, in my opinion, I don't think the streak's ending this year. And I've come around to the camp that thinks it's never going to end. Because I don't see The Undertaker really ever deciding what his last match is going to be. It's just going to, around this time, some year, he's going to decide he can't wrestle. Right. And that'll be it. You know, his streak will end at 25-0 and 0 or wherever the hell it'll be at the streak is obviously really good for business, so I think you want to continue it. I'm not of the mindset that anyone should break the streak. For a while, I thought Edge could be the one because he had a little streak of his own building up, but then by the time he faced The Undertaker for the uh, at WrestleMania, he didn't have the streak anymore because he lost a TLC match. Um, so I'm not of the opinion that the streak should, should end. But I think John Cena is certainly someone who, just like Triple H, just like Shawn Michaels, you have to respect the fact that there is a strong possibility that they could be the one to break it. It's not like Dolph Ziggler. It's not like Fandango or Rob Van Dam or Sheamus. I, I, I don't see any of those guys breaking the streak. John Cena could be the guy, and... I think that gives you extra reason to tune in, and I could. I certainly don't think John Cena would have a problem putting over The Undertaker. He didn't have a problem putting over CM Punk. He didn't have a problem putting over Daniel Bryan. But I think he's uh, he's probably a strong name to be considered. And uh, you you were thinking that he probably isn't going to be involved in the title scene anymore. Yeah, I just. Uh, I thought if he was going if he was going to be in the WrestleMania 30 title, 
that he would have won that unification against Randy Orton. Um, but he didn't, and so I just I don't know that they're going to play hot potato with that. I think they're probably just going to let Orton carry it. Um, now, as far as Cena himself, yeah, you you were saying, you know, you want somebody that is a legitimate shot to beat him, rather than a, a Ziggler or a Sheamus that just doesn't feel like they have a real shot. Uh, and that's been the case for the last four opponents, uh, or really last five WrestleManias. You had. Two, two times against Shawn Michaels, two times against Triple H, and then once against CM Punk. You know, the only other guy that's at that level is John Cena. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Daniel Bryan, maybe Randy Orton, but that's it. Right. Uh, so Cena really feels like the right move here. Uh, we looked up earlier um, kind of the history between the two of them, and they've only fought once at a pay-per-view, one-on-one which is Vengeance 2003, Undertaker over Cena. After that, a few tag matches on Raw. Uh, They had a couple one-on-ones on on Raw, like in 06. So really, you know, for being two guys, two icons that have had their careers overlap long enough to not have, you know, had a big match like this, uh, maybe gives you an idea that they were saving it. Maybe they thought, we want to save uh, Cena as an opponent for, for the right time. Yep, and I, I don't think you can stress that enough. One pay-per-view match between these guys. One. 2003. Yeah. We're already 10 years past that. And you had found some really interesting stats. Um, I think you found that uh, Undertaker had fought John Cena a total of yeah. like 15 times, right? Yeah, let me pull that up. And to my understanding, there were some some pretty serious names on the list who who ranked ahead of John Cena in terms of the number of times they've faced The Undertaker. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, So just to give you a taste, Undertaker's top five opponents, Kane, Yokozuna, McFoley, Steve Austin, and Big Show, they've all had over 100 matches with him. Uh, But then you go down the list... Then you got guys like Batista with 40 matches, Test with 29, and they're all ahead of John Cena. Heindenreich, uh, Kerry Von Erich had 19 matches. My my personal my personal favorite with I believe it was 17 matches against the Undertaker, which is more than John Cena's had, was Nails. Yeah. How many of you out there listening remember Nails? I'm going to guess that most of you remember it because I think we have some pretty hardcore wrestling fans that listen to our, our broadcast. But uh, Here's a great one that I'm guessing was when he was with WCW or AWA or wherever the heck he was initially. Zeb Coulter. Nice. 18 matches, I guess, when he was Dutch Mantel or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, John Cena, only 15. Um, the guys listed around him are guys that you would expect the Undertaker has rarely faced. D'Lo Brown, Chuck Palumbo, John Laurinaitis, Kevin Nash. So uh, the fact that they've barely crossed paths is, is interesting and, and makes for a good storyline for Cena to, to latch on to as to why he wants to challenge the streak. Yeah. So I, I think that's a pretty strong match that we got, and uh, like we said, that's 
that's the one we kind of looked at first because you could have any number of guys. I mean, you got six guys essentially that are near the top of WWE right now that could be in that uh, world title match. So, you know, there's plenty of combinations there. Um, but uh, really, the the guy who's the linchpin in all this that you have to figure out is the Undertaker. Yep. So with that in mind, we're thinking Cena's not in the title picture, and we've kind of uh, put ourselves into a situation where we're thinking Orton's going to carry it to WrestleMania 30, which means who does he face? Uh, if uh, Presumably Orton's going to remain uh, a heel, a strong heel, the backing of the authority probably. Uh, so you're going to have to have a strong face. And looking over the roster, uh, not a whole lot of options outside of Cena. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan again, kind of a question mark. I guess you could see, you know, which would it would be hard to sell us, but, you know, a guy like Chris Jericho is on the right level. But, you know, he's just not around enough. So uh, I think we're leaning towards CM Punk. Yep. And uh, it works really well for me. Um, they certainly have the history with one another. Um, you got uh, you got a feud not long ago where CM Punk um, came back to kind of do everything he could to get back at Randy Orton, and you know they brought up the history that they had together, um, where Randy Orton essentially ended CM Punk's title reign in a backstage beatdown. Uh, WrestleMania 27, Randy Orton got the big win over CM Punk, and uh, you can see the the remnants from that in Randy Orton's um, entrance video. I've been rewatching SmackDown as we're doing this, and Randy Orton shows up. He's got two belts over his shoulder, and what do you see when he walks out? You see a video of CM Punk coming off the top rope and Randy Orton giving him an RKO. So Randy Orton gave uh, got one of his big WrestleMania moments from CM Punk. I think it's time for CM Punk to get one back on Randy Orton. And it's about time for the guy who led the WWE with that 400-plus day title reign to get back in the title picture. Yeah, which means we think, he's, we think CM Punk might be our early favorite to win the Rumble. Uh, <clears throat> I think we got to assume the Rumble winner is going to have that undisputed, or the you know, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think Punk's been out of the title picture long enough. They've uh, kept him fairly strong with some decent feuds. Uh, you know, he's been doing a lot of work lately. Uh, the stuff with the Shield doesn't need to last much longer. You know, I could see them maybe having a little beef during the Rumble, but once he wins it, hit the ground running, you got... Like you said, a lot of history between these two. We know they could put on a five-star match. Uh, yeah, it feels like a good WrestleMania 30 main event to me. Oh, yeah. And as far as I'm remembering, CM Punk has never won the Royal Rumble. Yeah. You have Alberto Del Rio winning. You have Sheamus winning. But uh, And that was at a time when they were choosing the World Heavyweight title, right? Right. So... You know, I think I think WWE is realizing that CM Punk is their guy. He's not going anywhere. 
Um, he doesn't want to go anywhere. There's really no options for him other than Japan. And, uh, you know, I don't think it behooves them right now to have John Cena win the Rumble. And uh, so I think that's well, a strong it plays, into, it plays into the authority angle, you know. We expect there's probably going to be a little more interaction between CM Punk and Triple H. Uh, you know, especially if he wins the Rumble. Right. There'll be all sorts of in-ring promos with those two, with Orton. So. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a surprise that, you know, given the history between Triple H and CM Punk, you know, the Summer of Punk and the way he feuded with Triple H, been a little little confusing as to why CM Punk never showed up to do anything with the authority. You know, he just stood back and fought Paul Heyman. So I think now it just makes all the sense in the world for him to just jump right in and be the guy that spearheads the attack right at uh, Randall Keith Orton. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, the anti-authority angle, you, you want to think of who's going to go against the authority just in general terms, that's a that's a strong face. I mean, he's the right pick. You know, John Cena is more of a company man. Daniel Bryan, you know, somewhat of a company man there. Uh, but CM Punk is the guy. He's the anti-establishment guy. Yeah. Uh, and the two of them, Orton Punk, that's that's gonna be a great great match. Uh, so I'm hoping that's what we get because I initially wanted Cena Punk. I've said that on the show a couple times. I thought they were the two icons of their generation and that, that if they could have the chance to put on a show to close out WrestleMania 30 it would easily have the chance to go down as one of the best we've ever seen but right now not really looking that way at least what we're thinking uh, so anyway we've got a whole bunch of other matches uh, up next we'll talk about what we see happening with Daniel Bryan uh, the returning Batista, the returning Brock Lesnar. Uh, we got some title matches and uh, maybe some Hulk Hogan. We'll be right back. 